Ballroom. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. Hey, Peter K. Navarro in. Uh, we're going to bring in uh, Congressman Matt Rosendale in the great state of Montana right away because he's, uh, he's got a bounce in about three and a half to four minutes. Uh, Congressman, um, can you tell me why uh, over a hundred of your fellow Republicans um, helped uh, our House Speaker Mike Johnson rule this country like Nancy Pelosi with that spending bill, sir? Weakness. One word, weakness. Okay. First, I have to shout out March for Life Action. Address those folks this morning. God bless all the people from across our nation that are out marching today in the snow for the preservation of life in the womb. Okay. The guys yesterday, it was weakness. I continue to tell these people, stop looking at the waves, Peter. Take my hand. Take my hand and, and, and follow me. We know what is the right thing to do. We absolutely do. So stop being fearful of doing the right thing. They say, what are you going to do? You're going to shut the government down? If it means preserving our nation so that we can secure our border, which is an imminent national threat, yeah, we would. But guess what? We propose alternatives for funding the government in a transparent and responsible fashion, and they refuse to take us up on it because the uniparty is real. They get together and they spend your money. They take your liberties, and there's only one way this is going to stop, and that is if we continue to put people in these offices that don't just speak conservatively, which a lot of them do, but they actually serve conservatively and try to really reduce the size and scope of government. Congressman Roosevelt, is there an expiration date now on House Speaker Mike Johnson? I think that he has has. Uh, compromise his credibility dramatically, and there are more people having that discussion. I am, I am still, Peter, trying to do my very best to give him some latitude. But I'm telling you something. When you, there's a difference. Kevin McCarthy, very shallow individual, had no principles, no core principles whatsoever. So he was, he was transactional. He'd walk into a room, make you a promise. Yeah, he meant word. it. But as soon yeah. as he went to the next room, he'd make another promise, and it would yeah. negate that promise, and so he went on. Yeah. Mike Johnson yeah. knows the right thing to do, and he's taking bad counsel from bad staff, and he should fire all of them. Well, you know, I've seen this movie before. Um, as soon as um, somebody like Johnson or, or uh, McCarthy sits down in a room with McConnell and then Schumer and Pelosi, um, they shrink. Somehow yeah. they feel like they're the, they're the, they've, they've got this seat at the table now that they don't want to jeopardize. These other people will put their arms around the guy's shoulder, encourage him, you know, this is how the game must be played. We got to kind of, and, and he just, I mean, did you see any inkling Matt, this no, guy no. would fold and like this, a this is, this is the problem. We have to be brave. The time for timidity and half measures set sail 10 years ago. If we're going to preserve our nation, we have to have warriors. We need Spartans. We don't need people that are part-time bakers and, and, and uh, clay makers and stuff like that. Like like the rest of the uh, the folks were that the Spartans won up against. We need full time gladiators up here. Peter, God bless you, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my I, brother, I've got to jump. Enjoy Big Sky Country. I, I'm I'm sure that you're on the right side of things in terms of your voters. But boy, um, when you get back to the swamp, you need to kick some ass, brother, because this. The posse is very unhappy right now. This country's very unhappy right now. And, and Congress is, is just, <laughs> yeah, it's just going deeper and deeper in, and down in the pool. And I say, watch what they do. Don't listen to what yeah. they say. All right, my brother. Bye, you take care. Bye. Yeah, safe travels. All right. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, that, that's, that's the problem here. We got rid of Kevin McCarthy, and when I say we, I mean you, because the posse basically can take the major credit for that. Um, 
because he was transactional, because to save his ass, he was going to try to to govern from the middle, right? Command, you know, get, take some renegade rogue Republicans away from the, the main of the party and together with some Democrats kind of rule, rule the world. That didn't work. I, I just, you know, when, when uh, Johnson came in, he was a blank slate to me. I thought, well, he seems like an earnest guy. But, um, yeah, I've seen these guys up close and personal, and there's no there there in that guy. He, he looks like a, a deer in the headlights of a Montana truck barreling down the road. And, and as a result, this economy um, is simply roadkill. Um, what I want to do now, uh, we're going to, uh, in the next block, we're going to Europe and Davos and, 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 and kind of get a more global perspective of everything that's going on in this world, which is what the war room does um, so much better than so many other shows, um, forums in the media. But let's spend a few minutes now talking about... Um, South Carolina, because that's the other part of the, the Nikki Haley trap I described um, earlier, uh, earlier in the show. And I have a, a strong personal connection uh, to the state of South Carolina uh, based on my time in the White House. One of the things um, I spearheaded, and it was like my first experience uh, really up close and personal with the deep administrative state um, in Washington was when um, Donald Trump was having difficulty getting his arms transfer sales through Congress and the State Department. That's the key here. The State Department was the, was the problem. And if you remember, one of the, one of the early victories tr Trump had uh, was, was uh, an arms transfer weapons sale. Let's call it what it is. They're weapons. They kill people. But they're, they're, you know, our job is to use them to defend our values of this country. And, and um, Donald Trump's philosophy is, is, is better to, to transfer arms to our allies and let them put their people at risk because then they'll have actual skin in the game rather than sending our troops off to endless wars. And by the way, these arms transfers, sales, whether it's uh, you know, Patriot missiles or F-16s or whatever, anything in between, um, they create American jobs and strengthen our supply chain, particularly in the long term in case we have conflict. So, you know, my first, my first like, encounter with the deep state, there was these, these just jerks in the State Department who were holding up some of the sales to the Saudis. And the boss told me, fix that. And I demarched these guys over, there was a woman who was primarily leading it, um, over to the White House. And over the ensuing months, we were able to get that going on a whole lot of other stuff. And the punchline is, at one point, I wound up going to South Carolina and um, to a ribbon-cutting ceremony uh, for an F-16 plant, a new plant in South Carolina, an F-16 plant that was going to create thousands of jobs in the state, which were very good jobs, high-wage jobs. And the reason why, the only reason why that factory opened was because of the success of Donald Trump being able to sell those aircraft to countries which are our allies. And we did a very good job at that. And, you know, when I, you know, I got to know the state pretty well, and I was like, I was always puzzled by Mick Mulvaney. He was the guy who comes in with these little owl glasses, acting like an intellectual. He didn't know squat about anything. Um, and I was wondering, like, how does this guy get here? You know, he was a congressman from there. Like, who would elect this dweeb? 
And then sure enough, uh, just as I thought he would, he turns on Donald Trump um, after Trump rescued his that guy's political career. Um, and I got to know that state really well. And one of the things that really bothered me, and I had a lot of conversations with the governor, Henry McMaster, about this, because he was, frankly, clueless before we began talking, was there's a big difference between assembly plants, auto assembly plants, and auto manufacturing plants. And what the foreigners love to do is come here and establish auto assembly plants, preferably south of the Mason-Dixon line where there's non-union shops, use cheap labor, pay low wages, and then import a bunch of parts from Germany or Korea or China to assemble these things. It's like, I was telling the governor, it's like, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not the way to have a prosperous state, dude. Okay? And so I'm telling you this because when I started to do my research about Nikki Haley, who I liken to, you know, Jan Cassius has a lean and hungry look in the, in the, uh, the Shakespeare tragedy, because um, she's pure ambition. What I found out about hers before there was McMaster, there was Haley, and Haley was the first governor in this country, the first governor in this country to welcome with open arms into her state an assembly plant for communist China. Okay, think about that. An assembly plant for communist China. And on top of that, it wasn't just open arms, it was an open wallet. And it wasn't her money, it was the South Carolina taxpayers' money. Right? So think about that. She offered hundreds of millions of dollars of taxpayers' subsidy money to the communist Chinese to set up assembly plants so that they could import all their parts and have their American slaves put that stuff together and thereby earn the, the support of pol clueless politicians like McMaster. By the way, I like the guy, and he's gotten a, an epiphany on this. I think he's a good governor, but I tell this story because that's the problem with Nikki Haley. And South Carolina is weird. I mean, it is the land of weirdness. It's got Lindsey Graham. I, you know, I wrote one of my books, there should be a Lindsey, free, a Lindsey Graham free zone established in the West Wing in any Trump second term because that guy gives the worst advice you can ever get. He's all over the lot, and all he wants to do is lick the boots of Donald Trump while he's playing golf with the guy. That's, 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 that's on Lindsey's bucket list. Every morning the guy wakes up. And then you got Mick Mulvaney. And then, look, Tim Scott, I mean, look, we figured out there's no there there for Tim Scott. Likeable dude, okay? But he turned out to be an empty vessel for dark Coke network money. And when he couldn't make the grade, they chewed him up, spit him out, and they went on to, to DeSantis and, and, and Haley. It's like, I'm trying to think. And uh, Nancy Mace. Okay, like, I know Steve has her on. It's good. She's kind of gotten MAGA religion, but I don't trust her. I mean, particularly in my own situation, she did me no favors. I'll keep it at that. But more broadly, she voted for Trump's impeachment. She, she, she's not MAGA. So Mulvaney, Mace, Scott, Lindsey Graham, tell me, Tell me who in South Carolina stands out, and there are some, because I met him. I don't have him on the top of my head. But anyway, that's the trap that Trump's walking into in South Carolina, and um, the Haley, Rhino, New Hampshire, South Carolina Trump tra uh, trap. You heard it here on The War Room. Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon. We'll be back, and we're going to Davos. Be Three Miles Guo. That guy you're seeing right now, that's brother Miles Guo rotten in an American prison because of Joe Biden. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the city.
For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. We need to stand together and support companies that share our values. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you the ability to access all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to, but without funding the left. If you're sick and tired of the globalist leftist takeover of America's corporations, go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon TV and support a company that actually believes in America. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending the message that you support free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching incredibly easy. Keep your number. Keep your phone or upgrade. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash TV or call 972-PATRIOT. That's 972-PATRIOT and get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. PatriotMobile.com slash TV or call 972-PATRIOT. Remember, take action, use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Hey, Peter K. Navarro in for the Admiral Stephen K. Bannon. We are going to get on our rocket ship right now and take you, the posse, right over to Davos, Switzerland, spiritual home of every globalist around America and the second home of every Wall Street hedge fund manager. Um, We're going to go right to Noor Bin Laden. She um, apparently was listening to the last segment and had a little bit to tell us about Nikki Haley before she's going to give us the Davos update. Nora, welcome back once again to the War Room. How are you today? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me, Peter. No, I was thinking because you just mentioned that you don't trust Nikki Haley, and I wanted to say that nobody trusts Nikki Haley. She's not MAGA. She is a total globalist, and I'm actually surprised that she didn't fly out to Davos um, after her pathetic loss in Iowa on uh, uh, earlier this week. And uh, the reason is because her agenda is very much aligned with the Davos agenda. And while President Trump um, very strongly and brilliantly sent a firing shot to Davos two days ago about the fact that he was uh, promising never to create a CBDC in America, I want to remind uh, the audience that a few months ago, uh, Nikki Haley was on record in an interview stating that she believed that um, online anonymity was a national security threat, parroting exactly the same words that these so-called elites in uh, Davos um, are saying because they absolutely do want to end online anonymity. In fact, they want the exact opposite. They want all of us to be tied to a grid with digital identification. And uh, they even said so this week, uh, under the cover of cybersecurity and all these cyber threats and these attacks that are increasing. Uh, we had the Secretary General of uh, Interpol um, during a panel this week uh, expanding uh, and highlighting and fear-mongering uh, uh, the threats uh, of uh, uh, cyber crime and cyber criminals, um, and uh, one of the panelists on that um, uh, that was there explicitly talked about uh, digital IDs being a way to protect, obviously protect um, uh, and defend ourselves from um, these uh, these cyber criminals. So it's always the same playbook, Peter. They have these threats and these risks, these global risks that they're talking about all the time, and they want to bring forward the solutions. And the solutions inevitably lead to loss of freedom for us, the people. And um, today is Friday. It was the uh, closing uh, of Davos annual meeting, and... um, and uh, the agenda, as I just mentioned, the playbook is always the same. And if I had to add no, one no, more thing did, about... Did, let, yeah. me, let me quick, quick get a question in here. Is, is there any 
um, controversial speakers there to challenge the tenets of, of the, the, the dark money globalism that we see? Or is this more like a, a cheerleader session for what they're doing in a way for these people to network to figure out collusively how to screw us? I mean, what do, do, is there any healthy dialogue or is it just, just the usual crap? Oh, it's very, very much the latter, uh, with the exception of uh, Dr. Roberts uh, from the Heritage Foundation yesterday on a panel uh, on uh, the possible um, Republican administration uh, coming up in 2024, 2025, um, who uh, brilliantly uh, stood up to these um, uh, insane uh, globalists and uh, gave him a piece of MAGA, of uh, MAGA mind, which was great to see, but... uh, uh, it caused a few heads uh, to explode today because that panel was yesterday. <laughs> and there was an yeah. important panel. Uh, there was an important panel this morning, actually, uh, entitled 4.2 Billion People at the Ballot Box, focusing on the year 2024 being critical in terms of elections worldwide. But obviously, the focus was uh, on the U.S. elections. And most notably on that panel, you had Alex Soros, and you also had uh, Ian Bremmer from Eurasia Group. The first thing I'll say is that Alex Soros was completely high on something. Uh, I don't know what it was, <laughs> wait, but it wait was a minute. very... Wait, stop, the, stop the presses right here. You mean there's a spawn of George Soros who's going to inherit all that money and, and continue to try to steal our elections and fund attorneys general in states that are going to, like, wreck this country? Is, tell me, is this the sun? Is this, is this true? Yes, the, My head's exploding. Yes, the, the baton has been passed uh, to his son, Alex Soros, uh, I believe in 2023, a few months ago. He is the new chairman of uh, the Open oh, Society's group. And uh, he, he's You buried the lead, uh, Noor. You, you yeah. buried the lead. I mean, George Soros... Arguably, well, I don't know. It's a toss-up now between Rupert Murdoch, um, George Soros, Larry Fink, Steve Schwarzman, and a few others as to who's like the most destructive in terms of of blue-collar America. But anyway, um, why don't we do this? Um, we got to get Ben Harnwell in here now, but... um, Obviously, the, the people out here in Real America's Voiceland appreciate that you're uh, getting us great information back from Davos. We're going to wish you some safe travels. And uh, um, I think what you've done there also is, is give me my lead in to Ben, because Ben, you've got this like hot article you want to talk about it, about the, the Daily Telegraph, I think it is. Can you can you give us a little bit of taste of that, please? Absolutely, Dr. Navarro. Good morning. Good morning, Nora, as well to you. Uh, so, look, on the war room, really, over the, over the last sort of six months, we've really started to talk and to analyse now as we focus towards the European elections in the, in the second week of June this year, those five yearly European elections. We've started to talk now about the, 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 the various forces that are... Um, pushing the politics to what the mainstream media calls the far right. Um, and we've been drilling down on this and we've been talking as well how uh, that increasingly across the, the European Union, there's an, one issue above all of this that is now starting to edge into first place, survey after survey is indicating this, and that is the, Im, the, the issue of unrestrained, um, illegal migration into the European Union, uh, which some people have, I think, quite legitimately termed uh, not immigration, but an invasion. And we've been breaking down on the war room how the um, in the UK, for example, the, we're potentially now coming to a situation where the Tory party, the Conservative party, the world's oldest political party, might never form a government again because of the prospect faced by the, the Reform UK movement should Nigel Farage return to lead that party at the next general election and stand against the Conservatives. So those are the various dynamics that we've been talking about. And, and in, some, in some cases, Dr. Navarro, it seems like we're a lonely voice in the media sort of analysing this and, and sort, of, sort of drawing the, the graph between 
the data points. But that's where our that's where our um, our analysis was, was indicating things are going. So today, totally out of the blue, you can imagine the, the International Bureau of surprise when we happened across this article here that I think Denver just put up on the screen with this headline, and it's from the mainstream media, Dr. Navarro. It, 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 it's the mainstream media to the right of the spectrum, if you will, but it's definitely MSM. Headline, mass migration is about to sweep away the West's blinkered ruling class uh, with, with, with the subheading, the political elite seems incapable of grasping the challenge posed by legal and illegal immigration. Now, I just want to flag up four points of this and then attentive members of the Warren Posse will be able to check them off because this is exactly what we have been saying now. And I think, you know, I, I would say that this indicates to some degree the, the war roomization, if I could coin a verb, the war roomization of the, the, the right the, 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 of the spectrum of the mainstream media, which is sort of month by month, sort of gen you got, generally. You got two minutes here, Ben, just so you know. Two minutes, two minutes more than enough. Right, so he's talking here about tens, if not hundreds of millions of people trying to enter the, uh, f the, the, the European continent from Asia, Latin America, uh, and Africa. It's talking about politicians who are unable or unwilling to adapt, being swept away. And you can think of basically a, a tsunami uh, for that metaphor. It would be perfectly appropriate. Um, and it also talks um, here uh, towards the very end, which I think um, is, is, is quite an interesting expression. I'll just quote it directly. This is the conclusion of the article. It says, this is a Darwinian moment for the Tories and centre-right parties everywhere. They must toughen up on immigration, legal and illegal, Dr. Navarro, or face extinction. So this is <laughs> an, an analysis that we have been pushing out on the war room, and it's now yes. breaking through into yes. the mainstream media. Yes. yes. I mean, as bad as our crisis is here in America, and it is absolutely beyond horrific, I mean, literally millions and millions of illegal aliens flooding over our border, infiltrated by communist Chinese soldiers, Islamic terrorists, you name it. The European crisis um, may well grow to be far worse because they're surrounded by routes that are going to bring in all manner of illegal immigrants and totally upset and, and change the culture I mean, it's going to make, make like the joining the EU for Britain look like child's play compared to what's going on. Stay here, Ben, and we'll, we'll get you right up at, um, at the top of the, uh, the next segment uh, to get your coordinates and give you a last word there. Uh, Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon here in the war room, the Posse's war room. Traditional corporate media is crumbling. Why? Because they're hiding something, something big. People are realizing that they're being lied to left and right, even by institutions they thought they could trust. But you, you've known the truth all along. You also know that time to prepare for what's coming is right now. Don't delay, no hesitancy, but right now. Get started by going to MyPatriotSupply.com. There, you'll save $200 on an essential three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. Over the years, My Patriot Supply has helped millions of American families prepare for emergencies. Yours should be next. Sealed inside, ultra-durable packaging, their delicious meals last up to 25 years in storage and provide over 2,000 calories a day. Eat right when things go wrong with these three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. With $200 in savings, you can get enough for each family member. They deserve your protection. Today, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Do it today. Use your agency. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. I was getting my Peace Corps training eh, going on 50 years ago. Uh, 
I was in Southeast Asia, and, and one of our instructors said, when, when technology has a problem, it's like, don't flap, right? So we just had a little bit of a, an issue um, with our great technology. I think things are going fine now. Um, and uh, let's get back to where we're at. I don't know if we got Ben, uh, but if not, I think what I wanted to do anyway, this segment, if Ben comes back, Give me, a, give me a holler here. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, an article I wrote in uh, the Washington Times uh, that first appeared in my Substack. I haven't pitched my Substack at all today, but let me, let me just do that once. PeterNavarro.Substack.com. PeterNavarro.Substack.com. What I try to do on the Substack is bring you three types of things. One, it's all things Donald Trump in the Trump 24 campaign. Um, it's all things communist China and how communist China is like screwing this country. And every Friday, like such as today, I do a weekly financial market update, stocks, bonds, and things like that from the perspective of a macro economist. Um, and uh, one, of the, one of the pieces uh, that I put out, because this one really sticks in my craw, um, was about the, the, the stupidity and foolishness and hubris of the CEOs of two iconic American corporations, uh, which are no longer American corporations. I'm talking, of course, about Apple um, and Tesla, and the CEOs, of course, implicated are Tim Cook, and um, Elon Musk, Cook, of course, at Apple, Musk um, at Tesla. And, um, you know, the really, I, I go back, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, I got a lot of miles on me. And, and um, you know, back decades ago, um, when China first joined the World Trade Organization in 2001, what was a really disastrous um, historical event uh, because the WTO opened up essentially our markets to communist China with unfettered access, uh, with no safeguards against what would be a very sustained economic aggression. Um, and uh, interestingly, that same year, 2001, that um, China joined the World Trade Organization, there was a guy named Jeff Emmel who took over from one of the great CEOs in American history, Jack Walsh, at, at the then iconic company, um, General Electric. And... At the time, I mean, GE had a long and distinguished history in this country um, of being one of, the, one of our top industrial uh, producers, uh, known around the world, uh, source of great American jobs. And Immel uh, kind of reminded me of Kevin McCarthy, kind of a, uh, an earlier version, you know, the blow-dried hair, the good-looking guy, the well-groomed guy, the charm the socks off um, anybody he talked to. And Immel made a big bet on uh, communist China when he took over the reins of GE. And it was essentially uh, that um, he could go over there, take GE technology, and leverage the the slave labor of China, the pollution havens, and the massive illegal under WTO rules subsidies that um, China was providing to any American corporation foolish enough to come over to uh, communist China and bring their technology. It's like Emil was like the first guy to, to big guy to think, hey, yeah, we can bring it over there and protect it, right? 
And you know, I had this, I, several times I battled with him. One time I was on the floor of the um, uh, New York Stock Exchange. It, it, was, it, was, it was really interesting. Um, and what, uh, what that battle was about is I told Emil, I said, hey, you can't be so foolish um, as to think China's not going to steal your technology basically set up their own factories in China, start producing your products with your technology, do it cheaper, and then once they start competing with you in their market, they're also going to go and start competing with you in your lucrative foreign markets. Um, and Emil didn't get the message. The rest is history. China stripped GE of all its technology. And... Um, it turned a great American corporation into a pale shadow of itself. All right, I'm going to check in now with my, my crack team. I have no idea where we are. The team, we got Harnwell up. I don't see a clock here. Can you tell me how much time in the segment? Six minutes. Great. Um, all right, I'm going to come back to this story in a minute, but let's go back to Ben Harnwell and just, just close up here. And Ben, you were, you were talking about this incredible story um, in, in what appears to be somewhat the left-wing media, that there's a mass invasion of illegals that would threaten the very um, ex ex existence of the Tory leadership there. And um, I, I, just, I, I just want to say one thing about Great Britain. Somebody was telling me that if Great Britain were a state they'd have a lower per, act, per capita income than Mississippi here. And a lot of that is because of what happened before Brexit was able to be achieved. So, Ben, um, are you there? I am here, Dr. Navarro. I am here. Whether I'm loud and clear or not, I, I don't All right, know. my brother. Uh, but I'm definitely here. Okay, so finish up... Uh, Tell us your uh, final thoughts and your social media coordinates. Absolutely. Well, look, I just um, and I'll be posting the links to this. You'll be able to get them from um, from the from the article I, I will post later on today on Getter. But you'll also get the links in full on um, on on the Mumble page, which I'm not able on on the Bannon's War Room uh, Rumble page to this video clip, which I, I I just don't have enough space in in the Getter post to put the links there on Getter. But I will drop them all on. Um, on Rumble, and I very much want people to come and read this Daily Telegraph article that you were just ref, ref, uh, referring to. It's very, very. Right, we'll, um, we'll get that up. Uh, everything. We'll get that up on the war room site, Ben. I've, I've got a lot of I got a lot of static and chatter, so it's hard for me to hear you. I don't know if the audience has experienced that, but you, the man, you are our man in Europe. Real America's voice thanks you. Posse thanks you. <clears throat> Bannon thanks you. Um, We'll see you next week, um, and in the meantime, um, when uh, we're 30 seconds out and I start hearing that music, I'll take us out, but I want to come back to the story I was telling you, the lesson of GE's Jeff Immel uh, going to China was simply that you don't do that, otherwise you're going to lose your company, and this was a lesson really <coughs> lost on both... Apple's Tim Cook, um, and now Elon Musk. And both of these companies have essentially moved what, for all practical purposes, is their entire production inside the border of a country, communist China, which by government policy wants over time to just simply strip them of their technology and assets, kick them out of the country, and then become essentially um, Apple and Tesla without any, any flow back of anything to American companies or shareholders or whatever. And Tim Cook bugs the hell out of me because this guy, he's just slick. He's, he's in, the, in the, all these CEOs are just, you know, the, 
The blow-dried, big smile, handful of gimme, mouthful of much obliged. He'd come to the West Wing when Donald Trump was imposing tariffs on communist China. And he'd tell us over and over again, hey, we're too big in China to fail. Please don't put our tariffs on. And, and Trump would look him in the eye and say, hey, look, start moving that stuff out of there because your time's coming. We're not going to put up with this crap. And what Tim Cook did was just the opposite. He doubled down. He tripled down. He quadrupled down. And now that bill is coming due as it is coming due for Elon Musk. And I'm going to finish up this story. The other side of this break, don't, don't go away. Don't miss it because this is, this is the story. And then we'll take you out from there. But you are in the war room. Don't flap. I'm in for Stephen K. Bannon, Peter K. Navarro. We will be right back. It's all started. Everything's bigger. And you are over. Because we're taking down the CCP. Spread the word all through Hong Kong. We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down. Question, who protects the troops who protect us? Well, we will. Imagine you're serving halfway around the world and you learn the title to your home, that legal document that proves it's actually yours has been forged and it's not in your name anymore. But we can't let that happen and we won't let it happen. Home title theft is a clear and present danger for all homeowners and that's why I trust Home Title Lock. And now Home Title Lock is protecting those who protect us and giving back. For every subscription you purchase from Home Title Lock, they'll donate one year of free service to a military family in your name. Our troops deserve the peace of mind in knowing that while they protect us, Home Title Lock protects their most valuable asset. We all need to protect the title to our homes. I'll share updates, but for now, please join me. Protect your home's title at HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon and use promo code Bannon. And when you do, they'll protect the home of a service member in your name. That's HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. HomeTitleLock.com slash Bannon, code Bannon. Do this for the troops. Do it today. Use your agency. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Hey, Peter K. Navarro in for Stephen K. Bannon with the, uh, the big finish, uh, as they say, and pardon the interruption land. Um, I want to just quickly finish this story about Tesla and Apple. Um, and it's, it's a simple story. Tesla now and Elon Musk have broken their promise to America. Okay? The promise was... They were going to manufacture most of the Teslas in America. They weren't going to go to China and make cars to export back to us. They were just going to simply sell to that market. Elon Musk took one look at the slave labor, the massive subsidies, and the pollution havens in China and went, yeah, a big bet. He's all in. He's all in there. Okay. And then he's, he's going to start dumping Teslas from China into America. And the, the, the irony is he's the next Henry Ford, okay? Henry Ford loved the Nazis. He went over and set up all his uh, plants in Nazi Germany. You know this history, right? And the next thing we know, Ford plants are getting seized by Hitler. And that production is being used on vehicles that would be used in the Blitzkrieg and to kill people all over Europe. Okay. Tesla? <laughs> Tesla's gone, baby. They've already lost their market top share to BYD, the Chinese competitor that stole its styles and designs. Um, and what China is doing now is just what I warned. They're putting bans on Teslas in parts of the country, just like they're putting bans on Apple iPhones and Apple products in parts of the country. And the whole game of Xi Jinping, 
uh, is to put those companies out of business in favor of Huawei instead of Apple and BYD instead of Tesla. Okay, it's all about Chinese nationalism. And, I, you know, Elon's supposed to be the smartest guy on the planet. Yeah, maybe. But he is the dumbest friggin CEO I've ever seen um, because he's given that company away to the Chinese and he doesn't even know it. Elon, what the hell were you thinking? Really? And by the way, I'm telling you this story. Because Twitter is going to be used to take Donald Trump down. And Musk himself is going to do everything possible to take Trump down. Because Trump will not let Elon Musk export communist Chinese slave labor pollution haven Teslas back into this country. Ain't going to happen. All right, enough of that soapbox. Um, I want to bring in uh, Chris Orr right now. My brother, the floor is yours. Tell this audience about your wonderful, wonderful technology and why we should be interested. Well, Peter, thanks so much for having me on, mate. Uh, satellite phones are a part of the solution for what you've been talking about when it comes to government tracking and privacy. We all know, and the war on policy knows full well, that a cell phone is basically a government tracking device. It knows where you are at all times. It's listening to you and your phone is watching you. Uh, and that's a problem because that information is being used against all of us for the benefit of big tech and the government. Uh, satellite phones do not have cameras, so you can't be watched. Satellite phones cannot be tracked like a cell phone. The best you can get on a satellite phone is you can locate someone within 50 square miles. And Peter, I can't even, I lose my remote control on my couch. So finding <laughs> someone in a 50 square mile radius is, uh, you know, just ridiculous. It is not going to happen. So if you want privacy, if you want, which you're entitled to, no matter what the government tells you, we are entitled to our privacy. Uh, we're, we are protected, supposedly, by the Constitution under the Fourth Amendment from illegal search and seizure. Uh, but that's what's going on on your cell phones every single day. We're all being tracked and listened Chris, to. Chris, tell me, tell me a few things, because uh, we, we never had a conversation before on or offline. Um, where are your cell phones, uh, where are your satellite phones made? Well, they're put together here in the U.S. We do, they do use components from around the world, uh, but they're put together right here in the U.S. And so, you know, this is the same phone, Peter, that's used by the U.S. military, uh, first responders, uh, because these phones work when cell towers don't. So when the cell towers go down, which has been happening a lot this week with these horrific temperatures we've all been living through, um, yeah. the power goes out and the cell towers go down. So if you don't have a satellite phone, you will be stuck. But a satellite phone is now, you can let, get... Let me ask you this question. Can you call somebody who has a cell phone on a satellite phone? Or That's you, a great you question. Can you only call? Yes, you can. You can call any other cell phone landline in the world, okay. uh, and they can call you. And uh, at sat123.com, you can see the phone you're getting. It's uh, this one right here, which is an Iridium 9555 sat phone. Uh, this phone is normally $1,400. Uh, today, they're free with activation at just 99 bucks a month, and you get 100 minutes uh, per month that roll over if you don't use them. And we can also where, give where you- do they go to, Where do they go to take advantage of that? What's the website? It's sat123.com, that's sat123.com, sat123.com, or they can call us, Peter, at 941-955-1020. It's 941-955-1020, uh, but this offer is limited, Peter. It's a $1,500 value. You're getting it for free today if you call us yeah. at 941-955-1020, but this phone can save your life, and it can protect you from from illegal uh, government searches and tracking. Let me ask you another question. It's like, um, is there like a lot of software updates you have to do or anything like that? Or how, how is it mechanically? Is it, is it once you got it, that's it? Or do you have to update it? 
Now, it's not like, you know, your computer these days and your phone every five minutes is telling you you need an update, you know, for your own good. And of course, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, you don't. This is a much more basic device. Peter. This is uh, there's no video or photos on this or no camera or anything like that. This okay. is designed to keep you in touch uh, privately when you cannot use your cell phone or you just want to have a private conversation that we're all entitled to. Um, and you can have right. that on a cell phone. All right. Um I think we got it. I got 30 seconds here to say goodbye to my beloved posse. Thank you. Nice to meet you, sir. Grab that phone. Uh, Peter K. Navarro, you can reach me at peternavarro.substack.com. peternavarro.substack.com. When I'm here in the studio, I always got to thank these greats. Real America's Voice Techs, they did a great job today. Uh, I love it. I, I, I purposely tested them a little bit with that tech stuff like that. They, they performed admirably. All right, Peter K. Navarro, we'll see you next time. True or false? Using your tax refund to pay off credit card debt is a smart thing. Actually, that's false. Donewithdebt.com published a brilliant strategy designed to let you keep your hard-earned tax refund and reduce or eliminate credit card debt. Most Americans owe thousands in credit card debt. In fact, Daily Mail's got a story that 56 million Americans carry credit card debt. And that debt will take years to pay off, if you pay it off at all. Done with Debt found that filing bankruptcy is usually not the answer. And taking out loans to pay off credit cards usually increases the debt. When you engage Done with Debt, their legal experts and skilled negotiators take on the credit card companies for you. Their winning strategies are designed with one goal. Solve your debt situation quickly and permanently. First things first, chat with a done with debt strategist and explore your solutions. Some debt fighting strategies are time sensitive, so you'll need to move quickly. For a free consultation, visit donewithdebt.com. That's donewithdebt.com. Do it today. Take action. Early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code warroom at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. Warroomhealth, all one word, warroomhealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.